Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the 1894 podcast. This is take two. Um, hopefully my last take. I don't want another take. Um, it's take two, and we are back after Bristol City's 1-1 draw at the London Stadium against West Ham United. Um, it's been a couple of days, uh, so sorry for the late uh, late reaction, but still, you know, the thoughts are very much fresh and clear in the memory. Um, I have Matisse with me, as always. Matisse, how are you doing um, two days, a couple of days after? Quite monumental result, I'd say. It was it was brilliant. And yeah, still feeling the joy. And I bet that the fans who went as well, um, still buzzing over that. And it, it was great limbs. I mean, our, one of our biggest away attendances, I think we talked about in the preview since that Fulham game. What, what year was that? 2017? Yeah. Oh, yeah, then, but yeah, brilliant away day against a top side who put out a strong team um, when we get to it. But yeah, so a couple of days after, still, yeah, I mean, what a result. And that's that's what the FA Cup does. Uh, brilliant moments like that. And then we get the replay, get Ashton Pack, uh, Ashton Pack, Ashton Gate packed out um, for, yeah, for the home game. And then hopefully we'll see what happens there. But yeah, brilliant away day. Just, just I echo that all, uh, all brilliantly. Um, yeah, it's just a magnificent away day and a, just a magnificent day out. You know, travelling to East London on the day as well. I don't know if you noticed on Twitter, it was a complete pain in the backside because I, thankfully, I went on the coach, but a lot of people went on on the trains and it was a complete mess because there was a lot of strikes and even even with twenty minutes to kick off, um, normally the ground is relatively packed. Away end was not really looking like you know, it was going to be full, and um, I was a bit concerned actually uh, that we wouldn't have too many, too many, uh, too many fans turning up because of those um, drain strikes. But actually, by kickoff, completely full, completely ram packed, and we were singing um, magnificently as well. So it was incredible to see nine thousand, nine thousand. This is just always, always special. Um, yeah, I suppose we'll talk about the game now. Uh, this was the City Eleven that started at the London Stadium. It was probably our start, strongest one we can field out at the moment because we'll talk about someone who featured today in the under-23s who we're very excited about. Uh, Max O'Leary in goal, George Shadow, Rob Dickey, Zach Wiener, Cam Pring, Joe Williams, Taylor Gardner, Hickman, and Jason Knight who took on the captain's armband because there's no Matthew James, there's no Andy Vineman there. Uh, Anna Spavetti off the left, Conway up top, and Sam Bell on the right. Um, yeah, strongest team, and I'd expect that. And yeah, even even though we were probably going to lose against West Ham before game, we all thought that it's, it's probably best to put our strongest team out. Yeah, I'd say so because you always want to give give your best shot um, for these games. And obviously, when we're never going to play a, a week inside, it's mainly the the A side would do that. Um, but yeah, I, obviously Sykes got injured um, in the last game. But I, I'd also say that Sam Bell did look dangerous off the right-hand side in in some of the games. And I thought it wouldn't have been a bad decision to do it anyway, even with Sykes' availability, let's say he, he wasn't injured. So yeah, we still had the options there in the attack. And um, yeah, we also didn't mention um, the... Well, 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 we haven't had a podcast since, but... Um, a new signing as well, which maybe we can get onto later. But the first of January, no, not one for the for the first team 
just yet, um, I'd say. But um, good to get someone through the door. But yeah, lineup as expected, I'd say. Um, but yeah, good. But for West Ham's lineup and instead, which you now put on screen, yeah, Fabianski in goal. Um, I, I, to be honest, you take us through the formation because I, 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 I probably. Well, it was a. Well, normally I well, think they, they've Ham. now put Bowen up front as well. Well, that that actually changes because I'll talk about that in a minute. Because it was it's normally West Ham in the Premier League against both teams. It's forty three one, and it's um, Kufal, Mavropanos, uh, Zuma, Emerson, Suchek, Edson Alvarez at the double pivot. Ward Prowse a little bit ahead of them, uh, giving that a little bit more free roll. Fornals, Bowen, uh, and then Lucas Paqueta. Uh, Lucas Paqueta, not up top. Bowen was up top. Um, and then he got moved to the right at one point. And then he got moved back up top. Um, so Bowen started up top, whether Lucas Paqueta was still on the pitch. Lucas Paqueta went off. Uh, and then Bowen was kind of, re- it was all re- uh, re- all shifted around a little bit. Bowen then was put firmly against Camp Ring because um, Mbamba then went up top. Uh, Fornal stayed on the left, um, Burma on the right. Um, he went against Camp Ring. Um, that was a bit of a tricky battle for actually Cam in the first half. And then, oh, I can't remember who it was. For some reason, he just moved back up top. I think they went to a 4 4 2 in the end um, with Mabamba and Bowen. And then that didn't work, inevitably, because we nullified their midfield utterly compl- dominantly. We utterly battered them. And didn't allow them anything really in that second half, apart from Danny Ings' chance, which is quite uh, quite close. Um, but yeah, I thought, look, the first fifteen minutes was, yeah, we just didn't get the grips of the game. And when you have a player like Lucas Paqueta playing against you, it's always going to happen. And that, if you see that run from Jared Bowen again, no one in the Championship is doing that. So you know, fair enough, I suppose, in a way. It's, yeah, I mean, we're starting to go into it now, but um, yeah, four minutes in. Um, I Obviously, like you say, it's just where the quality shines um, with their players. And I mean, we just went through their lineup and they put out a very strong team. And that's, I mean, do, do they start Ariola over usually or? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. It, that's, yeah, that's, yeah the so, only, that's the only thing, that's the only change I'd probably make. And maybe even Pablo yeah. Fornells, actually, for Mohamed Kudus, but Mohamed Kudus was unavailable, so that's probably... Yeah, exactly. One. But other than that, what is that? Nine out of 11, but still Fornells is a, is a, is, can be a, definitely a first-team starter, and Fabianski has proved himself, and that is a top-six Premier League side. Um, and Ward-Prowse has been brilliant this season, Suchek, obviously Bowen, we know what he can do, so... You, they you did so, not hold. Sorry, you do not understand the groans the people around me had when every time jo- James Will Prowse got on a set piece, it was like, oh, it was like, oh no. I no. I was worried when I was watching no. as well because he had quite quite a few. Um, but we'll get onto later. But yeah, we did yeah. we did um very well with those. But yeah, that I mean that that's a top six side, and they've beaten the likes of Tottenham and Arsenal and um Chelsea. And yeah, the, the fact that we've gone away from home and, and and picked up a result, but yeah, brilliant team, and that showed with four minutes um 
into the game. And yeah, the, it's just too easy. Paqueta just picks out a brilliant ball over the top. Um, and then just the intelligence to, to find that space and make that run. And then the touch and the composure to take it around Max O'Leary. And then Prings track, trying to come back in and block it, but finds the back of the net. It's just a bit, it's a bit too easy for them. It's just showed a bit of class. And at that moment, I was quite worried for the for the rest of the game, really. I thought if the, they can score this quick with that much ease, then could be in for a rough scoreline. But um, luckily, that was the only one for them. But yeah, a, 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 a brilliant goal. Um, but yeah, a bit poor can be looking to, to track Bowen's run. But again, that just this where Premier League just the quality shines through there, um, especially with that pass. Okay. I have to say, um, four minutes, yeah, the goal happens, and then for the first 15 minutes, we were on the back foot completely. I think the Sam Bell chance was before the Lucas Paquetto injury, where he cuts, where he's on the right-hand side, he cuts in on his, onto his left foot, shoots it straight at Fabianski. Mm. That was... That was um, a ch- big chance. I don't you know. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen a few replays of it yet. But I think it was quite a big chance. Um, and yeah, that it possibly. It was. I thought it was a very well taken. Just attack in general by Sambo. I think. He, I think he. He was. He was great there. I mean, the, the way he chested it down from from his kind of chest, and then he brought it down, cut inside. It was, it was done really well. Then the shot at the end. Had good power. Obviously, it was powered out into a corner. Um, I think someone was at the back post who was um, calling for it. There was a potential pass, perhaps. But um, thought yeah, it was thought it was good. We got in behind, and um, just the shot lacked a bit of um, positioning. I'd say it's quite um, at Fabianski, but good sign that we're, we're we're getting chances and we're trying to we're trying to fight back. But yeah, I think it was. I'm actually not sure either if it was before or after, but. Well, I'll mention, I, I say, it, I say uh, you know, before or after the Lucas Paqueta injury, because the Lucas Paqueta injury actually is a massive, massive turning point, I think, in the game. Because after that, we just take complete control, I think, um, in terms of most of the play. We take a lot of control of the possession and generally look, generally, you know, look a very, very good side. And that's able to match, you know, Premier League quality opposition like that. It was, um, it was really, really good. And... Yeah, Lucas Paqueta uh, went off and Mbamba came on. And as mentioned, Bowen, who started up top, moved to the right. Mbamba went to the uh, into the central positions. And yeah, I thought City were magnificent after that. We created a few chances. Rob Dickey had a header saved. Um, we had a few balls across the box, which could have gone in if they were, if we were a bit lucky, if we were a bit lucky with them. To be fair, West Ham had a few big chances as well. Um but on the whole, it was more, I'd say, our territory, West Ham, just creating bigger chances of the quality they had in those positions. Uh, Cam Pring nearly put it into his own net, didn't he, with, with one shot. Um, put, it went right across the box. Cam Pring kind of went sliding in, and, and we're thinking, what are you doing? Um, Suchek's at the back post. I think he's. I think Suchek had a tight angle if he'd have got that, I think. Um because he'd have had to put it across Max O'Leary first time, um, and Max had the near post covered, so it was a bit of a weird one. Uh, but Pring nearly turned to his own net, and then Suchek actually missed a really relatively simple one, um, where he just could have diverted it home, but didn't. 
And then there was another one. Ward Prowse hit one that was saved by Max. Uh, Fornells hit one that was saved by Max brilliantly as well. So West Ham actually had a few say, better chances in the first half than City, even though I'd say we had probably more territory. Yeah, I'd say we just looked like we were really giving them a, a good game. And if the neutral was watching and didn't know who was the opposition, you, you would say that was um, could definitely have been a, a low table Premier League side. And one of those games where we're in it and we look like we 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 looked like we had good control on the ball and good composure, but again, yeah, they they had the most of the bigger chances. And I mean, Max was really great. He he made a few brilliant saves. Just the reactions on some of them. He's moving to the opposite side and he sticks his hand out. Um, he had a couple, yeah, in in that first half. Um, looking at the replays now as well. Yeah, that that pring tackle back post. It probably. It definitely it, it's very dangerous, but without that, um, like you said, I think Sushek would have had a good chance. Um, but yeah, that that Paqueta, um injury is strange because I, I went to the um, Arsenal West Ham game, which was their last game that they played, and um, he went off injured there too. Um, I'm not sure what the minute was. I think it was the second well, half. Well, it was the he, first half as well. Well, what I'm hearing from West Ham fans is that he was injured. Uh, leading up to this game, and that Moisey, yeah, exactly, uh, yeah, Moise played him in this game um, because he wanted to put a strong team out, and that's backfired. Obviously, um, yeah, it... Angelo, sorry, go. No, yeah, yeah, just because, yeah, yeah, he went out. Um, well, he they played Arsenal on the twenty eighth. Um, because they've had a decent break since then, but yeah, he went off on the thirty third minute. I saw him; it looked like it was pretty bad, and I was I was very surprised that that he was in the starting lineup um for them and then clearly i mean he couldn't um carry on after 15 minutes which is very strange and now probably next tuesday he probably won't start which will be um a big big bonus for us and we'll get on to the other two injuries as well that they had um which could be pivotal as well the other one is um other one in the first half was um costat Connor con stan nisto Mavropanos while injured. Um, Matt, Matt, the Greek fella, the big Greek centre-back who was just bullying Tommy Conway in that first 39 minutes, um, went off injured. Um, yeah, Ogbonna came on and I thought, I'd say he's probably more suited to Tommy Conway's game, Ogbonna. No disrespect, I think Ogbonna's a great player. But in terms of what Tommy Conway likes to do in terms of getting on the shoulder, you know, trying to get him past defenders and what he did eventually, I think it was Ogbonna, he went past Ogbonna for that Um for that City goal. Uh, nothing really happened for, apart from those chances. Um, there were six minutes of additional time. That was because of the injuries and Vladimir Kufal being a soft backside. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. The tampering just absolutely clattered him twice and um, went down both times. That was it um, for the first half. I think there was um, one chance just before the the whistle when it was a, a corner um, and Dicky got ahead to it, but straight yeah, to Fabianski. I think that that yeah. was our yeah, 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 for our first shot on target um, of the game, which was a, a, a decent chance because it goes only a bit to the to, to either side of him. Um, good chance, but overall, I think in that first half, it was very positive to see that we 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 didn't crumble, which we know that we're used to doing on on some occasions, but. We stuck in the game and we defended well. And Max 
did brilliant and I felt like we had the ball and I felt I I felt quite confident that we weren't gonna concede a lot and that we had some threat to go forward and create some chances so definitely going into that to that break and looking at the second half I thought we we have a good shot here if we can go out and push on we can get definitely get back in this game well Joe Williams said um in his post-match interview with the um, I can't remember who it was. He said that after the goal, the team realised they're actually quite good and that we can actually go and uh, take the game to West Ham. We certainly did that. Um, yeah, you mentioned the Dickie chance. That was the first shot on target for the game for City. Um, first, you know how in typically underbanning so far on the sample size we've had? Not great, not big. But generally, if we've had a, if we're close in a game, if we're nil-nil or potentially one nil down, or leading, um, we don't start the second half great, do we? And um, I thought that might have been the case. Again, we didn't start the second half well against Middlesbrough. We conceded two goals. We conceded within minutes against Southampton in the second half. Um, I think Blackburn might have been something like that, maybe first 15 minutes or something. Um, we, we haven't started second half well. I think Watford was quite early on in the second half as well, wasn't it? Uh, when they pulled one back, but that was actually quite a good response after that. But um, yeah, it generally haven't started second half well. Battered them, battered them second half. Yeah, I thought you were about to say that we didn't have a good start to the, to the second half. Um, but yeah, no, no, yeah, you're definitely right. Um, came out there very strong. Obviously, they realised in the changing rooms that we are playing well and we are good enough to come back in this game and get a result um but yeah straight off the bat and even before um the equalizer there's a big a big chance um campering where yeah campering i think yeah knight plays the ball in and then it's missed by conway but it comes out to campering and he just leathers it um completely no real sense of uh, direction. Most left back finish I've ever seen. That yeah, most left back thing I've ever Absolutely seen. Absolutely laces it at the fastest pace I've ever seen. But um, yeah, wide a bit, a bit, yeah, a bit disappointing. I mean, um, I thought that that was quite a big chance. Um, but definitely going into the game and then in front of the way end, obviously throughout throughout the whole game, um, the crowd the crowd was amazing. I mean, you were there as well. I I heard on the on on the TV as well. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said before, West Ham fans are, are pretty disappointing, but you were there. But yeah, that atmosphere was just incredible throughout the game. Let's talk about the goal then. Um, just bloody hell. I, t- I talked to you this, I, t- I told you this off camera. Uh, if, you, if you've watched my vlog, I, pan- I was panning to the West Ham fans because we were basically taunting them. Um, and, then I, and then I noticed for half a second on the pitch, I'm going, oh, wait. We've got a decent chance here because we've got a, the ball over the halfway line, and we've looks like a decent position. And I instantly noticed Tommy Conway's run. Um, two times he made it. Um, first time was Jason Knight um, getting the ball, and the second time was Joe Williams when he got the ball. Williams gets the ball. What a ball! It is just scintillating. Words can't describe that ball. It's just m- mesmerising. Um, I, I can't stop watching it on on how on many playback. adjectives can I how many adjectives can I use for that ball? It's mesmerizing, amazing, scintillating, it's ridiculous, it's filthy. 
world class, mental, mental ball through. Conway gets on the end of it. Initially, I think, oh, he's taken a heavy touch. The touch is actually ridiculous because the ball is hit at quite pace. It's, it's hit at a pace. The touch is brilliant. Takes it in his stride. And then as soon as he, I think as soon as he got the first touch right, he looked confident. He looked like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, that's a tough, that's a tough touch mistake. Actually, leathers it past Fabianski, who I don't know what was, well, I don't know what he was doing really. He's just kind of staying in a six-yard box. Should have come out. To, I'm, I mean, I'm not complaining, but um, what a finish! The, yeah, the touch and the finish, just outstanding. And um, yeah, the limbs in that away end, just ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. If you haven't seen the video on the uh, on the city uh, Twitter or on the FA Cup. Uh, Twitter uh, or X or whatever. Um, it's just brilliant. It's utterly, utterly magnificent. And um, the limbs, they only sh- they only show the lower tier as well, but the upper tier was just as good. It was 9,000 of us going utterly, utterly mental. Did you, what were your thoughts on that goal? It's, it's just what football's about. It's incredible. I mean, every time that we have our, our own players as well, the fact that he's a homegrown academy and You've been doing so well for us. I mean, some could say that recently his form might have dropped recently. I mean, he hasn't been really getting the service that he he needs, but I mean, it's just brilliant. I mean, it it, it comes from, it's just a, a, a simple clearance and a, it's just that second ball, I think is crucial, um, which we don't win a lot of in kind of these scrappy games. But yeah, it's a header initially from, um, yeah, from Dickey, and then that second ball is one from Knight, um, which is obviously brilliant. And I think that assist and the goal, the goal scorer and the assist is, is just beautiful. It's just, I think, is what one of the nicest goals, um, both assist and goal that that we've seen um, this season. I'd say I can't really remember uh, anything else. Just the the way he takes it, the slice, and like like you said, it is with a bit of pace, and it was going. Um, towards it was a very crucial touch from Conway and it was brilliant like you said it was just to, to perfection um in his stride perfectly placed like you said Fabianski interesting placement but he places it in the bottom left and yeah absolute limbs running off you just see oh it's, it's just beautiful it gets you every time and I'm watching the red zone as well on YouTube and and everything, and then you could see all the players. I mean, it means so much to them, and it's just what the FA Cup or football. It's about why we watch Bristol City um, and go to these games. But yeah, brilliant goal, and I say it's deserved. I say at that at that point, it was definitely deserved. We were growing, we were growing into it. We we looked controlled and created a, a few chances. I mean, at, at the end of the game, we had more shots on target. Um, <laughs> And, and, and we forget um these guys are european champions not champions league obviously but they they won the conference league they're currently in the top six and they they are they are an incredible side and yeah it's just, it's just a brilliant goal um but yeah it's just great yeah, it's just mental and uh yeah i thought as i said we battered them and i thought we deserved it and the goal was coming and i've heard that from a lot of west ham fans as well the goal was coming and after that, 
I'd say we were the only real ones, apart from the Danny Ings chance right at the end. I was absolutely breaking myself for that one. I thought that went in. Um, but apart from that, all over them, I thought. Um, and I thought we were just far the better side and created actually a lot more clear-cut openings. And West Ham, a lot of our openings were set pieces. The Danny Ings chance was a set piece. Um, the uh, Most of them were set pieces, basically. I remember they had a chance right after our goal. Uh, Zuma headed over, I think, and that was a set piece as well. So we, I think, created a lot more in open play. That's a credit to us because I thought Joe Williams, who not let forget the assist, forget the assist. He is playing against Edson Alvarez, who is a Mexican international who's just played in the World Cup against like Messi and some people like that, um, and he's cost like thirty-five million ish for West Ham. Thomas Suchek, who's been in the Premier League for God knows how long, um, Czech international, and is a really, really good player. James Ward-Prowse, England international, better than Beckham on set pieces. Joe Williams just collectively grouped them all together and went, no, thank you. Had them in their pocket with the help of Taylor Garnacre and Jason Knight, obviously. He was just utterly sensational all game. He just did not stop running. He was like the Jason Knight, really. He just stopped. Every time he got anywhere near a West Ham player, I was a little bit tense, actually. I was like, oh, you're on a yellow card, Joe. He got a yellow card uh, quite early on uh, in the game, I think. Uh, that was in uh, 33 minutes. So the fact that he survived that long, and we know what Joe Williams is like. You know, he's a bit fast. He's a bit, um, he's a bit aggressive. He can't be suspect of that red card. The fact that he won Every single challenge he went to after that, or what felt like it, immense, utterly, utterly immense. I mean, he's been brilliant for us um, recently. He does love a yellow card, um, but uh, overall, yeah, he's just been a, a boss in that midfield. Um, and yeah, he's got quite a couple. Um, well, I mean, I think the uh, Jao Bone got the man of the match um, on. But more of it said, but um, I think for us, he's been our man of the match for our team for quite a lot of the last games, and are one of our most informed players. Um, but he's been incredible. Like you said, the I mean, the quality, the way that we played overall. I mean, if we do this against um, sides in the championship and play like this, just yeah, I mean, the, the places we, we could go. Um, and also lo- looking at West Ham's games as well. Um, Five of their last six, they've kept a clean sheet um, as well. And th- their defence has been very solid. I mean, they did concede five against Liverpool, but um, uh, I'll allow them they, that. They, um, put it this way, they, con- they didn't concede against Arsenal and Manchester United. Exactly. And they, they beat Arsenal Manchester United and we scored and got a result away from home um, as well. So, yeah, just an incredible result. And... Also, just in, in overall in the in the FA Cup, it seemed like in the f- third round, not a lot of general upsets, which is some stuff that we don't really like to see. I think every Premier League team went through. I mean, Burnley went out, but they, they were facing Tottenham. Um, and then... Well, Maidstone beat a Stephen. Maidstone. That was an upset. Maidstone, I think that was one of the highlights, um, which is always brilliant uh, to see. But other than that... Wrexham, Wrexham was kind of an upset. Because they beat Shrewsbury, but Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury, and that was a local derby as well. Shrewsbury kind of in, kind of in limbo in League One a little bit. 
Uh, yeah. Not, not to mention, um, not to mention Bournemouth. Um, uh, they they got a little comeback and someone got an assist, but I don't know who I don't know who that was. Um, maybe Alex Scott, maybe not. Um, not that I care, not that I care. Uh, I'll yeah, but it, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll mean, ah, no. Other than can, that, can we go one episode without just mentioning you know Alex Scott? Like, is that is that? I'm putting that on the thumb. I'm I'm ch- I'm changing the thumbnail. If we if you ever go an episode without Alex Scott, that's going on the thumbnail. Doesn't mention Alex Scott. That's it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. One one day one day I won't mention him. I don't know when that will be. But we'll he see. needs to go to like AC Milan or something for like fifty million. This can't track anything. Do we do we have a sell-on clause on him? I can hope so. Yeah, we better because I don't think he'll be staying at Bournemouth for, for too many years. Um, but yeah, well, before we go into the other other results and thing, but yeah, any last thoughts on the on that brilliant game? I mean, it's your 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 day day tripper game as day your, as a day game. tripper. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> as I'm a day sorry, tripper. I'm sorry, but being called the day tripper as a season ticket holder might 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 be the most laughable thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, and being called the day tripper because I support Bristol City. It's like, <laughs> two plus two doesn't equal five, mate. Get grip. Don't support Man City. I go to every other game. Ridiculous. Um, oh, talking of like big clubs, uh, you see who the ga- gas have got. If they, if they beat Norwich at home, mm. Norwich are in mm. utter, utter crisis there. don't know what's going on at Cow Road. They beat Norwich, they go to Liverpool. God. Mm. I really know. wanted them in the draw. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to our... our... R one um in a bit in the preview, but yeah, just yeah. Final I mean, thoughts I, on it, it's, yeah on 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 that game. It's definitely a big morale boost in general because our last two performances before that have were a little bit poor, um especially where we didn't score any and that mill last minute um goal from Hutchinson. So yeah, definitely good to have a cup game away. I think it was a perfect kind of game to have with all the fans there. And the goal and just the performance in general really, I think, will push us on. And um, yeah, hopefully we can go out in our next next batch of games with with more confidence. But yeah, just it's it's just a classic FA Cup game, and it's a draw against a top side with a a class goal um, and lots of class performances. Just to end on that on the West Ham game, I know I've seen a I've seen a couple of people say, "Oh, we've gone a little bit overboard with the celebrations." But actually, if you think about it, we've not got a lot of our best players there. Naismith isn't there. Oscar Corey isn't there. Um, who we think is going to be really good because he's really impressed today. Um, and I haven't really seen Bristol live talk about a player like that in a while and just be that that waxing lyrical like that. It's, um, it's, quite, it's quite rare. Um, Crory isn't there. Atkinson isn't there. Haven't got um, Mark Sykes. I've got some top players and some really important players as well. So go away to a side sixth in the Premier League, and I emphasise this point. Emphasise it: sixth in the Premier League, your Europa Conference League winners. They've just won that. They've just beaten Man United. They've just beaten Arsenal away and kept clean sheets in both and scored four goals in those games. They're keeping clean sheets for fun. We absolutely battered them, battered them in the second half. Emphasise that so much. We battered them in the second half. The fact that we can do that, we have that in us, 
it's just confidence building and that's just brilliant that's my final thoughts on West Ham um should we move on then Preston away be before oh, we get on to Preston yeah. I think um but yeah like, like you said yeah still still quite a few injury players but we definitely have enough now for a bit of rotation where well, we in the midfield and attack but um very excited for for Ross McQuarrie um from the videos George that we've seen is George Tanner going to get a rest? Let's hope he gets a rest, shall we? Um, it'll be good, yeah, because he'll definitely slot into that right back position straight away. Um, I feel so bad for and he, you. And he and he and I, I, I do, I do, because I think George hasn't been he was, has, hasn't been horrendous. But he pocketed Fab Pablo for an hours. He I did. Bri- he did. Br- he did brilliantly against West Ham, and I think he's. He goes unnoticed that sometimes, yeah, we 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 criticise him for his lack of like attacking threat, but he's a he's a solid right back. But it's just when you have someone like Ross McCrory, it's it's hard. But maybe the competition will. I think we may have mentioned this in the pre in a, in a previous podcast where we said if Manning's going to continue with this, a fullback tucks in to make a back three, and the next and the other fullback goes to attack. If Campering is going to be the going to be the attacking fullback, is Ross McCrory more suited? Is is George Stanner more suited mm. to that defensive role? Again, that's questions Liam Manning will have the answers to, so we'll just find out against Preston, I suppose, all later games. But I'd keep the back four um, for now, and if well, I, if if an injury happens to well any of the back four, Ross McCrory is going straight into the team. So it's just it's just it's just happening. Um, so that's 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 fine. Um, yeah, Preston away then. Oh, quickly shout out to uh, Jerry Topnell, who was um, Bristol City, who's Bristol City SLO uh, support on a supporter li- liaison officer. Absolutely brilliant. He organised all of the supporters, uh, coaches, and was absolutely magnificent. Woke up like God knows how ungodly hour um, to just on to just support all of us and. Yeah, we were we got we got there quite early, so we went on the services and whatnot. That was great. He was very smooth, and we got back home very safely as well. So massive shout out to him. I'm not, I'm not sure he's watching it, but you know, yeah, massive shout out. Yeah. Talk about Preston, um, though. Go on. I'm gonna say something again. Before just just a couple of things before um, we mentioned um, just just on uh, Adam Murphy. Um, oh right, yeah. Who we re- who we recently signed um, start the transfer window. Um, who yeah we were obviously looking at him in the summer um from St Patrick's St Patrick's right yeah um so yeah to get that to get that through I mean I think we we saw it coming but yeah he looks like a good uh bright um midfielder who can hopefully yeah develop and then become a good player but yeah it looks like a good pickup and then we also signed some more of our academy players on a professional well, deal um well, we had a massive centre back called Jack Hooper. I think it's Jack Hooper, something mm. Hooper, who started today, so. and an Alex Scott clone who was from Guernsey. Um, yeah, I've mentioned him. Yeah, find me. Um, he <laughs> literally looks like Alex Scott. Um, a central midfielder, probably as well. It's brilliant technical quality. Not banging on about it, but Adam Murphy, he'll he'll not he'll not go into starting eleven straight away, and it's unlikely he'll probably be in the match this squad. Until later on this season, if we have nothing to play for, um, God forbid that happens. Hopefully, we do have something to play for by the final few games of the season. But if if we're like you know, not going to get playoffs, 
he might he might get on the match this squad. So, but he's definitely you know signed for the future. So there's not really much to talk about about Murphy right now. I'd suggest. Uh, but yeah, uh, two hundred fifty grand paid to uh, some Pats, which is quite a lot uh, for an academy player for now. Uh, but yeah, definitely one for the future. Talk about Preston then. Preston away. Uh, I think this one has banana skin written all over it. If I'm being honest, um, this is this is not scaring me, but it's also not fully filling me with complete confidence. If we had Preston at home, I'd be a little bit more confident at this current time. There, the natives are very, very, very restless over there in Deepdale. They are not happy at all with Ryan Lowe's situation. Um, so maybe we could stick the knife in and twist it a little bit more, but. Bristol City off the back of a performance like that, you'd anticipate Preston would sit in, wouldn't you? You'd anticipate they'd defend and make it stoic and make it hard for us to break them down. That that sort of game doesn't really suit us that much more because we haven't really had time on the grass. Don't sound like William Manning here. We haven't really had time on the grass and break down those low blocks and haven't really done that on a regular basis yet. yet. So Preston knew that I'm a little bit concerned. But Hopefully, we have the confidence after that West Ham performance and result. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, Preston's form in general as well. I just look, they've only got two wins in their last 11 um, in all competitions, which is, yeah, not not especially good. I mean, considering their start of the season, obviously, um, right up there. Now they've fallen all the way down to 14th. Wow, I didn't know it was that though. But yeah, they're one point behind us. Um, currently um off the back of a 4-0 loss um it was against Chelsea away from home so can't give them too much um too much uh, hate for that I mean, but yeah I mean I think it's I mean they did lose to Middlesbrough I mean, just now another yeah. another another championship team did do it um oh, it, it was at home but a very very impressive result and I was joking could be seeing themselves fighting for a place in the final if they um hold on to to a draw um at Stamford Bridge, which could be interesting. Maybe another Europa League um competitor in, in the championship. Um which which is just uh crazy to think it has happened before, obviously. But um yeah, um yeah, I, I think I think we have a we have a, a, a good shot. We have good memories there from last year. I'm not sure what overall, um, but the years before that, but we had that 2 1 win. Um, not to mention his name again, but that Alex got skill to play in Naki. Yeah, um, that was a brilliant goal. Um, and yeah, I mean, sorry, Matisse, can I just stop you there? Did you just say what was our record before that game against at Deepdale? Yeah. Are you seriously unaware of the fact that we have a miserable, miserable, miserable record at deep down and haven't won there since the 1920s or something? We have a terrible... Have we, has it been that terrible since... since, since last well, I mean, probably, probably not the 1920s, but it's been a long time we haven't won there at Deepdale before last year. And we beat them twice as well last year, which is... I don't yeah, that. that of Rob Atkinson. Yeah, as, well. um, as, a, as a diehard Bristol City ultra... I'd expect you to know that. Yeah, it's we poor don't from have me. That's absolutely terrible football opinion. Knowledge for me, that is. We need need to know the fact that we don't beat Preston at home. That's why I'm not confident. I underway, actually. That's why I'm not confident we will beat them. Um, 
they'll make it hard for us. We'll have to just make sure we break them down. And that ultimately is going to be the massive test. If Joe Williams can play passes like that again, we're winning this game. But that's uh, not really his natural game. So hopefully some other areas can show up as well. Um, moving to score predictions then, what do you... Actually, no, team, what do you think that will be the team? Because I think that's quite interesting. Um, I expect mm. Ross McCrory to be back in the squad, but not Stein. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd also say that. I'd say he'd make an appearance in the matchday squad on the bench. Um, otherwise, perhaps a rotation of bringing Naki in um, for Tommy, just so he's ready for the Tuesdays, Tuesday night's replay. Um other than that, yeah, Sykes will still be out. Um, expecting for a few weeks, I think they said. Um, and then I'd gone? still stick. Harry Gornick, not not too really sure about that one. Um, no, he was. I thought he was really good when he came on. I thought he was really good when he came. And what on. minute did he come on? Um, he came on like relatively late, but I thought he was really good when he came on. I thought he made an impact. Yeah, I still wouldn't start him. Um right now and when we have yeah the thing is yeah i still don't see i think he's 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 decent as an impact sub and sometimes he he's good at holding up the ball and well i think i think yeah. manning might prefer vyman to cornick especially yeah, for I, Sam I, Bell. I, I agree i just don't see a, a big future for cornick here well okay um, let's let's do a team together then max and goal tanner Viner, dicky pring agree on that um, Garden Hickman. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with Garden Hickman. Might have to give Jason Knight a rest. Because Jason I know Knight a... does not rest. Jason, Jason Knight does not, not rest. He doesn't need a rest. When he's he, played. He's played. Wait, played when's the last time he's played? Every single. He's literally played. Well, okay. Let's let's, let's assume that um, Matty James comes back into the eleven. Who is dropping out for him? <clears throat> Because I'm not dropping Joe Williams. Uh-huh, no way. <laughs> not, not, not. If we're going to play Joe Williams and Matty James in the same midfield, might as well shut up, shut up and not try, because that's going to be nil-nil written all over it. He's in the last... Wait. Ooh. I'd, Sorry, I'd... that took me a while to count. In the last 15 games, he's played 90 in 14 of them. Um... <laughs> Which is which is pretty on, incredible. I mean, I know we've Jason, had injury. Jason, yeah. Um yeah, on for Jason Knight. Um which is something. Yeah, I um you could say rest Williams as well for the replay, but I'm not sure. It it we we do have the option there. We could put Matty James and Taylor Gardner Hickman or any sort of combination. I think we should have Taylor Gardner Hickman in there though. Um and then, what would you what would you say? Would you say Anis in as as the ten position, and then put Sambel on the left, and then either Vyman and Cornick on the right, or I'd go with ooh. or Vyman in the ten. So well, I'd go with so midfield. Sorry, I'll start again. Midfield, I drop rest Williams, not drop Williams, rest Williams, Garden Hickman, Knight, because they they are our two younger players and they've not really had injury problems hopefully they're fine for this one they can make the Tuesday as well um, so I'd go with that Matty James in midfield because then we don't have the, well, then we don't have the weird midfield of uh, Williams and um, 
James in it, which is just way too slow, I think. So we have that. Um, I'd go, I'd go Belly on the right. Uh, no, no, I t- I put Anis on the right. Oh, I put Anis on the left, and I put. I would personally start Cornick, but that's not going to happen. So I would personally start Cornick, but um, it is what it is. And would I rest Tommy Conway? No, I'd start Tommy Conway, playing for fifty-five minutes, and despite what happened, despite what happens, I take I bring Naki Wells on. Whatever the game situation, okay. I bring Naki Wells on. Okay. okay. Um, I think that would be. I think that. Yeah, be, I'd say. I'd say yeah. That obviously the back four and, and Max. Um, I'd say Gardner Hickman and Massey James and Knight, like you said. But I, I think I'd start Naki. Um, and perhaps Vyman. Um. Maybe Sam. No, maybe Vyman, Naki, and um. And Sam Bell, maybe give Anders a little rest, but I'm not he sure. Said, um, I think there's <laughs> that. Yeah, I, I think there's. I think we there's a lot of different options that we can have in that front three and different ways we can play it. I think he, Manning won't change a lot, so I can probably see maybe just um, Naki coming in for the top Tommy, and then and then the rest the same. To be honest, that's what I think Manning will do. Um, I think maybe we can make subs a bit earlier, a bit earlier on in the game, um, yeah. just for rotation. Because we still, after the Christmas period, especially, yes, we have had a week break now, but then now we have another three in one week. So yeah, still, still a lot of games. All right, let's uh, go on to our score predictions then. You start. Go on. Okay. Um, well, knowing that we don't have a a, a good record at, at Deep Tail, um, of course. Um, uh, but yeah, we did win there last year, and I I just feel like they're they're low on on confidence right now. Um, and I feel like even even though obviously we haven't won in the last three, we those two last performances weren't the the greatest. part, obviously, was Sam. Um, I think we can definitely get a result, and I think we'll win. Um, if we look at their yeah, they did beat Leeds at home um, on Boxing Day, which was a surprise result, um, even though Leeds have been a bit inconsistent. I say we win. Um, I say we keep a clean sheet because they haven't been scoring too many goals. And I say we score two. So I say 2-0 um, for us. A nice, comfortable, confident win going Back for the replay, Ashton Gay. I say we. I, I think it's a must-need win to come back um, to the championship, and which is obviously the main focus. Um, so yeah, I'll say goals from Joe Williams will get back on the on the, on the score sheet um, with a lovely tap in in the last minute, maybe, and the uh, and Sambo, Sambo, just like last year. I'd obviously take that. Um, that would be brilliant. Um, I can see this being quite turgid. Um, I'll go for a City win. and I'll go 2-1. Go 2-1. Okay. Um, 
go tighter than two. I'll go tighter than that. Uh, I'll go two one. I'll go two one to City. Um, not overly confident though, and I should be really, shouldn't I? I've, we've just drawn at West Ham. We've just been one of the best performances we've had in God knows how long. So I should be confident, but I'm not really. It's deep dale away on a Saturday, and after the, got the West Ham game coming, the replay coming up, haven't we? All that confident. Um, I think I think that's about it to sum up. Unless you want to talk about Alex Scott again, I'm not going to allow it. Um, or Antonio. Um, or anyone um, I'm not going to allow it actually so shut your goal um, thank you very much for listening and tuning in not and watching and watching when, whenever you are whatever you are whenever you are whatever you are anyway I'll stop you right there it's about Alex Scott don't bother don't worry, don't worry don't worry don't worry um, just on our opponents as well for, for the next game I mean it's a big ask but when we beat um, West Ham um, we have uh, Nottingham Forest. Um, we have Nottingham Forest or, or Blackpool at at home, which I think is a good draw. Like I know, first hypothetically we win West Ham, which is obviously not easy, but I think it, it's it's a good draw in the sense that it's winnable. And Blackpool are playing at home. Blackpool could might 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 as might as well go go on and win it um, against Nottingham. That they, they scored two away from home in, in that in their two two draw. Um, so them being at home could be a decent not advantage. Nottingham so, Forest, yeah, not Nottingham. We'll that will annoy the Forest fans. Nottingham that Forest annoys them? Yeah. Can't call them Nottingham? Okay. Yeah, can't call them Nottingham. Okay. Or not Forest. That's a, that annoys them as well. I'll call them Forest, but yeah. you can't call us Bristol. Um, well, that, that doesn't, they doesn't, that's we that's a given. Nice, that's a given. We have, we have to be nice to them so that they have to be nice to us. <laughs> Very true. So, um, so, yeah, I think... And, and yeah... Forest, I think. Sorry, Seb. I think we, we, if we can beat West Ham, then we, I think we can beat Forest as well. Um, so might as well just get promoted, and then we'll win most of our games in the Premier League. For the way it's going, so yeah. Um, shame, shame, shame not to get the gas though, because I would love to um to have my first Bristol derby. Um, but one day, not this year again. Obviously, the EFL Cups long gone into the semis now, but um. Perhaps Imagine if we had the gas the away. <laughs> 700 <laughs> of us. Christ. Going, oh my going, God. Go, going to, to the to the fucking toilet of North Bristol um, situation off Gloucester it's, Road. It's Actually, a disgusting sta- sta- stadium. I'm not, I'm not joking. <laughs> I was driving. I was, I was driving past there like probably last year. Um, and I was driving, and I stopped at a traffic um, traffic signal, and I and I was about to turn into Gloucester Road, and my and I didn't notice anything. It was just a bunch of houses. And normally, when you're outside a football ground, you'd see a big sign, and you'd all go, "Oh, uh, there it is, uh, there it is," and there's the uh, Etihad, or there's the old, there's Old Trafford. I didn't even at like I don't mean no malice here whatsoever. Even at like Sutton and Carlisle, you'd see something. I saw absolutely zilch, and then I, as soon as he, as soon as my dad turned in, I I looked to the left and I just saw, well, what's that? There's a bloody patch on the in the middle of the, next to Gloucester Road. It's just it's just Rovers is just, man. I was like, what? Said, what is that? It's, it's, honestly, um, uh, I hope that's not upset. Oh, well, I don't really care if you if you if you're upset by that. You're, you're soft, so I don't really care. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love a preseason friendly. I heard, I remember the rumors no. of, of no. this year. That would be hilarious. No, it would be painful. Be hilarious because if we lose, they're gonna hold. They're gonna hold it over us because our players really yeah, don't but... really care. It's a preseason friendly. No, nah, they will. They will though. They'll know how much it means in the, the amount of years that we wait. Imagine getting a packed out Ashton Gate for preseason friendly. <laughs> that would be so jokes. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It'd be like I'd a proper rather... game. If it was a if it was a proper proper game like a cup game, I'd obviously rather it be an Ashton Gate because then they can bring a lot of their fans over as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's so much better if it's yeah. If it's and then we can obviously at, fill at out the mem, it's seven hundred and that and, shit all. And actually, to be fair, Rovers for their game against Norwich, they had a lot of ticketing problems from what I've heard, and a lot of their season ticket holders actually couldn't get in ahead of people who don't have a season ticket. Um. In a big in their big day out, so it's like I just have to throw that in there. Norwich at home, big day out. Um, but you you know what I mean. It's like it, just go to Ashton Gate if you're having a having a Bristol derby. Anyways, that's not the point of this. Um, thank you very much for tuning in, uh, listening, um, watching, whatever. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for um, tuning in. If you've made it this far. Um, yeah, might as well give it a like, leave it a like, and subscribe down below for more, uh, more, uh, more content from us, and that will be massively helpful. We are trying slowly trying to glow. No, uh, we, we didn't hear you, mate. You, you, that nice one. No, I'm doing nice that one. ASMR. Nice one. I've got I've got a new mic, um, so hopefully that the sound quality has been better this um, this podcast. But yes, um, like Annie said, whatever you are, whenever you are. Um, Make sure to uh, to to follow our socials as well and to subscribe and um, yeah, hopefully yeah we'll keep keep going and got the replay after Preston as well, which I'll be um, going to as well, which will be good. Packed at Ashton Gate, um, very short will be. I mean, it went out season tickets this morning. Um, yeah, more ten, more than ten thousand have been sold already from the last time I checked, and that was about four hours ago. So probably about 17,000 already sold. So yeah, let's um let's get behind them and hopefully um a big a big win. Um major upset. So we should see coming. Major Maybe. upset. That'll be that'll be let's all do it. let's do it again. You know, last time we had an upset at home, um Manchester United, wasn't it? I'd say. Probably the last upset. Well, upset for us. We've had a lot of upsets for other teams coming to Ashton Gate and nicking a result when we, we where we should have beaten them comfortably. Uh, Lincoln lost it. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, uh, wait, does the, e- does the EFL Cup give Europa League? I just realized because we were talking about Middlesbrough, but it doesn't, it's the FA Cup. Uh, EFL Cup probably gives Conference League, and FA Cup gives Europa yeah. League. Will be my I say we go. I don't, I don't, I don't mind playing in the Europa League next year. I say, say, why not this year? Why not have a go? I um. I just want them. And then, and then them. next year we go through playoffs, and then we'll get the double next year or the the quad. Why not? Hey, with Moss, with Moss McCrory, Ross McCrory coming back into Ross the squad. McCrory is going to take us to fucking Wembley. Jeez. I mean, he's played in Europe. He knows how it is. He knows how it is. Mate, but anyway, so yeah, did Lois Dione. I am delusional. So did Lois Dione, and that that worked out well, didn't it? So it doesn't work. All the time. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Waffle, again. Um, thank you very much. Uh, and we'll bow up there. Uh, if you subscribe, hit the notification bell, you'll be notified every time we do upload. So 
that is all um, good fun as well. So if you've enjoyed it, please do make sure to tune into our next episode as well. We'll be after we'll be here after uh, Preston uh, to preview the West Ham game, the West Ham replay, and also to uh, review uh, what shenanigans have gone on at Deepdale and when it, it brushes to you. Never three points, please. Three inevitably, points. have just served up yet another disappointing day after a ridiculously good performance. Uh, that is it for me. Thank you very much for watching. Matisse, say goodbye. Goodbye.